learned so much throughout my journey. One of the reasons why I had my first 10K month in 2022. I started the year off with a bang, but it came from work that I did in 2021. Throughout my journey of monetizing the responsible homegirl, God has honestly been showing me what is possible, but it has not been consistent. Get your water and give some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. Hey, homegirls. Thank you so much for tuning back into another episode on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. I am Kiani, the Responsible Homegirl, and this is a space that I've created so young adults can become financially responsible and wealth conscious. And the way that I do that is by one, sharing financial education, and then two, interviewing amazing entrepreneurs who are building their wealth through business. So of course, it is Thursday, so I know if you are a faithful listener of The Responsible Homegirl, you are probably expecting an episode for our series or from our series called Think Like a Mogul. But today, we're going to switch it up a little bit. You're still going to hear from a mogul, myself, of course. But I really want to dig deep and talk about the side of entrepreneurship that a lot of people don't talk about. Or at least they probably do talk about it, but they talk about it after they have gotten through it. Like after they have turned their trial into a triumph. But I want to talk to you about the trial while I'm going through the trial. So today we are going to have a very honest, open conversation. The reason why I wanted to do this is because I knew that there are a lot of women and young adults period who listen to my podcast and y'all are building businesses from the ground up. And you may be in a season where you feel like, dang, this is not working out like it should be. I'm not getting sales in this area, sales in this area. My brand awareness is not like, you know, popping. I'm not getting as much eyes as I would like. You know, all of these different things could be going in your mind or going on in your mind to kind of discourage you and distract you from continuing to push and pour into your dreams. And I know that all of that is true because I experienced those same things. Just because I have a platform and I'm putting myself out there, that doesn't mean that behind closed doors, I don't go through my own mental stuff, that I don't get discouraged, that I don't need somebody to pick me up too. But one thing I do know for sure is if you sow what it is that you need, shout out to Forward City Church because that's where I learned that from. If you sow what you need, I promise you, you will reap that back, you will get it back. So I need encouragement. I need, you know, to be lifted up. And by me pouring into y'all, I'm definitely going to get refreshed from doing this. And I pray that as I'm sharing more of my story, you will just be encouraged to keep going no matter what. But before we get into today's episode, I do want to share a money story from one of my very loyal supporters of the Responsible Homegirl. So when Financial Literacy Month started in April, I emailed my community and asked them to send me money stories. So basically something you had to learn the hard way or just... How has the Responsible Homegirl helped you become financially responsible? So I'm going to be reading a story from Miss Sydney P. And she says, Hey Kiani, before I found your page on Instagram, I had the mentality of I can't take the money with me when I die. After attending your free money management class in November, that was in 2021, I no longer think like that. I have budgeted consistently and even shared your tools with others. I love listening to your podcast and find your journey very inspiring. As a result of your class, Save Something Saturdays and the gems you drop daily, 
I am on my way to saving 10K. And so far, I am at $3,000. Thank you so much. Best regards, Sydney. I love that so much. Oh, I love that so much. So if you're listening and you haven't gotten a chance to send in your money story, make sure you email me at theresponsiblehomegirl at gmail.com and I will definitely share your money story here in the podcast or the blog. But I especially wanted to share that money story because reading things like that really keep me going. When people DM me different things, when people just tell me how something small that I have said or some content that I have created has literally transformed something in their finances. It just, it just does me justice. It does me so well. This journey of building a business is not easy. It is not easy at all. But let's get into business is hard AF. The things that people do not tell you about concerning entrepreneurship. So first thing first, I started the responsible home girl really as a hobby so I was sharing all of this financial education creating all of this content and I had never thought that I could really monetize it it was just a way where I knew I could help other young adults not experience what I had experienced basically y'all know my story if you don't go watch like I think episode one when I'm talking about becoming the responsible home girl but long story short I didn't want any young adults to experience the financial stress that I felt, be facing eviction, be going through different stuff because of a lack of financial literacy. In school, we are not taught about financial education or anything, but it comes a point in our lives where we actually have to pick ourselves up and take accountability and responsibility for our financial decisions. So I say all that to say, I started this as a hobby. Now, when you're starting something as a hobby, you know it's just fun, it's something you like to do, and it's still fun and something that I like to do. But as I'm doing more research, I'm like, hmm, people actually monetize their Instagram pages. And before, I did not have no YouTube, I didn't have a blog, I didn't have a podcast, I had none of that. I was literally just pouring all of my time, energy, effort into an Instagram page. However, what I learned was you can, you can monetize an Instagram page but it's not really the page that you're monetizing, it's the community. So when I started learning more about building building an online community, content creation, influencing, digital products, all of this stuff, y'all, I invested so much money, so much money into different courses, eBooks, all sorts of stuff. And really that's how I know a lot of the stuff that I know it came from investing. Even if I didn't necessarily get the results that I wanted to get right away, Best believe, I still learned something that I took away and could apply to the responsible homegirl. From those investments that I made, here I go. I started creating different digital products. And in my journey of monetizing the responsible homegirl, I definitely had like a lot of blocks in a way. There was things that I would say had my attention that took away my focus from building the responsible homegirl. Like... When I graduated the full-time job that I had, I wasn't putting that much attention into the responsible homegirl and I really wasn't taking it that serious. When I started my financial services practice with New York Life, that took so much time away from the responsible homegirl. And even that, that didn't end up up working out because they wanted me to get rid of the responsible homegirl. And I'm just like, 
absolutely not. I'm not doing that at all. And in that moment, I was in a, I was in, I was in between a, a dang, how do you say it? I was in between a rock and a hard place, not because of me not believing in the responsible homegirl, but me believing in like, if I do X, Y, Z, I know I can make money from this company with New York Life. However, this is a 100% commission as well. So if you have to bust your behind and work and make these connections and do this, that, and the other to make money with New York Life, why can't you do that with the responsible homegirl? So of course, I decided the responsible homegirl and left New York Life in the dust. They're not a bad company. They're not, you know, bad people. It just wasn't in alignment for me. And I wasn't about to throw away something that I had poured so much of my time, energy, effort, and money into. Like, the responsible homegirl is my baby for real. So after that, I tell y'all no lie, a couple of months later, maybe not even a whole couple of months, there may be a couple of weeks later or one month, I had a brand reach out to me to do a partnership. And it wasn't something that I reached out to them for. I didn't pitch them. I had already had experience in the past with pitching different brands, but I either like didn't get a response back or sometimes people be like, we're not looking for an influencer right now. Just different stuff within that own journey. But this particular time after I had left, here goes some weeks later and a brand reaches out to me wanting me to share something with my community. And the rates and everything that I sent them, y'all, they paid me $950 to send out information to my email list, to post on Instagram, things that I were already, things that I was already doing for free. For free. Okay? So when that happened, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the easiest $950 that I have ever, ever, ever made. So I'm like, okay, cool. I know for a fact that I can monetize the responsible home girl, not just from my community, but also from other organizations, other businesses, because my community is valuable. From that, that definitely inspired me. That definitely encouraged me. I'm like, okay, Kiani, keep showing up consistently. Keep putting yourself in a position to win. So I created this other digital product, my lifestyle budgeting um, ebook, and that went really well, but it didn't go it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be because a lot of my community, they always ask me questions about budgeting, budgeting, budgeting. So I'm like, okay, cool. If I put my whole entire process and lay this thing out from A to Z, I know for a fact my community is going to go crazy when I release this lifestyle budgeting ebook. <laughs> they didn't go crazy. They went a little, it was a little lukewarm, but it wasn't hot. So let's talk about the feeling that you feel as a business owner. Really, only entrepreneurs are going to understand how I feel. Let's talk about the feeling that you get when you plan out a whole launch, this marketing campaign, you do everything to the T, and your results just don't turn out like how you were wishing that they would, like you were hoping that they would. Baby, like it was so much mental stuff that I had to go through like I had to swallow my pride get rid of my spirit of entitlement and really just keep going because entrepreneurship is all about what are what is going to stick are you going to keep throwing stuff at the wall or are you going to cry about it and that's literally what I tell myself 
And I'm going to do both. I'm going to cry about it. And I'm going to just keep throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. I'm going to still be showing up. I'm still going to be promoting because I know after a while, something is going to pop. And that's the same thing that I want to share with you. After a while, something is going to pop. So now I'm boom. Fast forward. In the process, I don't even want to share this story in chronological order because I be having a lot going on, y'all. A whole lot. I get a lot done, but the story just going to be all over the place. So I'm not going to share it in chronological order. I'm just talk about different ways in which I have monetized a responsible homegirl. So I want you to think about the responsible homegirl as an umbrella. And then under that, I have my digital courses. I have my planners. I have Saturday school. Um, and then wholesaling mobile homes. That's also a leg of the responsible homegirl. So now let's talk about, we talked about the digital products. Let's talk about these, these planners, okay? The for executors only planner. Now, the planners, I love them to death. Love, 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 love them to death. When I started the research phase of making these planners come to life, I'm like, okay, am I gonna get a manufacturer? Or am I going to hand make these planners? Now, getting a manufacturer, that was more expensive for me at the time. And I'm not even going to lie to y'all, I was a little scared. Because when you get a manufacturer, you can't order 25. You can't order 50. No, some of the minimum order quantities was like 200, 300, 500. And just being real, I was a little afraid. Like, I don't even know if my community is going to buy $200, 200 planners yet i needed to test it out a little bit so then boom i did some research on the hand making process so i invested in a course one thing about your girl i am going to invest because i want to skip all of the fluff that's online but anywho i invested in this course learned how to hand make planners how to launch just did all of this stuff right and it went well however I don't like, I found out after hand making these planners that I don't like hand making stuff. Like, I just don't feel that it is a good use of my time. I could be doing other things besides putting together a planner. Now, it was special that I literally touched each and every planner that I got out there. But do I want to do that in the future just being real with you? No, that's another piece of entrepreneurship. Experimentation, seeing what it is that you like and what you don't like because Everybody does not like the same things and it is okay. But anywho, I found out that I don't like hand making stuff. Two, it was very costly. Like it was cheaper for me to do that up front because I did pre-orders and basically the money that I got in from the pre-orders that funded the project. But when I actually sat down and did the numbers, y'all, it was crazy. It was crazy, crazy. And just for the sake of this conversation, I want to be real with y'all so y'all can real life understand that nobody has it all figured out and everybody is figuring it out as they go. But you're not going to know until you try. But let's get back to these planners. Off of my first launch, I made about $1,200. When I sat down and actually did the numbers, Y'all, my profit was like $190. So I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I made $1,200 off this. And the profit was $190. Now, mind you, the supplies and everything that I purchased, it was for 100 planners. So it wasn't really fair that I, not fair, but how I calculated it, it's still like 
how can I say this? How can I say it? The supplies and everything that I purchased was enough to make 100 planners. And that included shipping, that included um, basically like the coils, the equipment, the thank you notes, thank you cards, all of that stuff. I purchased enough for 100 planners. So even now I have planners left and all of that, all of the planners that I, I, that I sell that was not a part of my um, pre-order phase, all of that will be profit. But we're just talking about from the pre-orders. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I literally wanted to cry because I did so much work. And yes, I was very happy and very grateful that I broke even and that I did make a little bit of extra money. And now I'm in a position where the planners that I sell now are going to make me more profit. But I share that story to say it may look good on the outside. It may look like, oh, something was so successful. Something was so profitable. But did you look at your numbers for real? Did you actually write down to the T what you spent, what you made back, how much you have left over, and look at your future projections? And I'm not saying that you have to be fancy and get no Excel spreadsheet and all type of stuff, but no, you need to know the numbers so you can know how to navigate your next moves. Now, the next moves for the responsible homegirl, of course, I'm going to continue making planners because I love planners. It's something that has kept me productive, consistent, um, and always showing up. However, we're going to take a different route. I'm going to go the manufactured route. I'm not hand making no more planners. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So even though you may not get the monetary stuff from your business that you're expecting now, make sure you take a step back and see what lessons you're trying to learn. The next leg, I think I said Saturday school. I think that was the next leg. But anyways, we're going to talk about Saturday school. Saturday school was a hit, honey. Saturday school was definitely a hit. So I realized that kind of comparing it to the budgeting ebook versus Saturday school, what I kind of gathered from my observations was people are more prone to something that they can tangibly touch or a result that they know they're going to get or they think they're going to get. So same thing with the planners. Planners and Saturday school, they're kind of going hand in hand. The planners, they can touch them. They can feel them. Saturday school, they know if I do X, Y, Z and I actually put in the work, then I could potentially make this money. Versus my lifestyle budget and ebook, it doesn't take away from the importance of the ebook, but people have to kind of go through a mental shift to know I need this. If I don't budget my money, it's going to cost me more in the long run. If I don't budget my money, I'm going to keep getting all of this money in but messing it up on the weekend or doing whatever I want to do and not having anything to show for it. So when I take a step back and look at my different product offerings, that is another experimenting phase because I have to figure out as a community, besides this free content that y'all eat up, what is it that y'all really want? So if you're listening to this right now on podcast, I would love for you to email me and tell me, what is it that you want? What do you want from the Responsible Homegirl? If you're listening on YouTube, you can put it in the comment box below. What is it that you want? And I am slowly but surely navigating and putting my feet in those waters to figure out 
how can I best serve my community? Because these podcasts are great. These videos that I put out are great. But at the end of the day, if you're not experiencing financial transformation in your life, if your finances are not elevating and going to the next level, if your business is not going to the next level, if your mindset isn't making a shift, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? And I know that I can't control all of those things, but what I can control is what I put out there, what I consume, and what I offer you, of course. My next leg, wholesaling mobile homes. Wholesaling mobile homes was always a hit for me. It was definitely always a hit for me. Although it took me six months to close my deal, I learned so much throughout my journey. And wholesaling mobile homes was one of the reasons why I had my first 10K month in 2022. However, I started the year off with a bang, but it came from work that I did in 2021. And I feel like throughout my journey of monetizing the responsible homegirl, God has honestly been showing me what is possible, but it has not been consistent. So that's like the war that I'm in right now. Like, Kiani, I know what value you bring. I know what you can do. I know how you can help people. But how is this going to be consistent for you? And you've seen it done for others, but your journey is different from other people. So how can you stay the course even when it's hard? How can you go from having a $10,000 month to a $200 month? I want y'all to think about it. And I'm being very, very, very honest and transparent with y'all. Not to put y'all in, in my business, but to help y'all understand the importance of one, being real and knowing that any feelings that you feel when it comes to your business, it is okay, but you need to keep going. This message is really an encouraging message for my homegirls out there that are building their businesses from the ground up because it's hard. AF. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. I shared a video earlier on IG talking about how easy the responsible homegirl name came to me because if you don't know, I had took a break off from this whole platform. Before the responsible homegirl, it was a brand called Go Grind Grow. And as I was growing, I was growing spiritually. And this hustle grind culture, that was not in alignment with my faith and what I believe. So I felt God was telling me, you need to change the name of your brand. So I took like three to four months off. And in that time, I'm like, okay, I need a new name for my business. And I was praying long and hard, doing all this different stuff. And then boom, one day doing an activity, the responsible homegirl dropped on me. And I'm like, that same ease that that name came with, I want to operate my business in ease. I don't want to be stressing and hustling and just doing all of this different stuff. When I have seen in my business and in other people's lives, how God continues to provide. God continues to provide. So this is a message for myself and really for my homegirls out there. If you are building a business, I want you to know that other people are experiencing very similar things. Entrepreneurship has a way of making us feel lonely and isolated and as if things, um, as if we are the only people experiencing those things. But I'm here to tell you that that is far from the truth, very far. People just pick and choose what they share. And I feel like me, I have a huge responsibility as I get on Instagram and share my wins and I celebrate myself like yesterday 
we were literally celebrating me having 1.2K downloads, podcast downloads. So I'm experiencing and celebrating the highs, but I need to invite you into my lows as well. I need to share stories when I'm feeling a way about my income not being consistent or me struggling with monetizing the brand or me still trying to experiment and see what it is that my community wants, how I can better serve them, how I can not just be putting myself in a position to be seen and not paid. I don't want no parts in that. <laughs> I don't want no parts in that. So I come to you today just honest, transparent. I pray that this helped you. Please comment below any feelings that you have about building your business, what has helped you, because I stand on this platform, but I can learn just as much from you as you can learn from me. Um, don't forget to send me your money stories. You can send them in to the responsible homegirl at gmail.com. I will be sharing them on the podcast, on the blog, all of that good stuff. Remember my partnership with Kickoff. If you are listening and you need to increase that credit score, go apply for an account with Kickoff. It costs $2 a month, no interest, no fees. Let's get into it, okay? One of the favorite things that I like about it is you get automatically is you automatically get approved for a $500 line of credit. And as you use that line of credit and pay it back, they report all of those good credit behaviors to the three major credit bureaus. So definitely lock in with kickoff and just take your credit to the next level. So thank y'all for rocking with me. I really, really, really would love your feedback on this episode. So make sure you email me or just drop it in the comment box below if you're listening on YouTube. So we can keep this conversation going. I don't want it to just end here with the podcast episode. I love y'all. Thank you so much, homegirls, for rocking with me. And always remember, with exposure, execution, and consistency, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. Keep going. See y'all soon.